Welcome to Solutions from the Huddle, where we discuss meaningful business topics to add value to your efforts. Titus Bartolotta is a certified business coach that's often hired for one-on-one coaching, corporate training, and speaking engagements. Now, here's your host, Titus Bartolotta. This is Solutions from the Huddle. I'm your host, Titus Bartolotta. Welcome to the program. Man, we are so excited that you are tuned in, that you're dialed in, and whether you're listening to this live right here in the Queen City, right here on 730 The Game, ESPN Charlotte, or you're on our podcast, we're just grateful that you're with us. I'm not doing it alone. I get to sit next to the the coolest co-host in the whole world. He's got just a little bit more hair than I do. Chris, good morning. How are you, friend? I'm trying to catch you on that front. Yeah, I see that. It tends to be fun. I see <laughs> it that. It tends to brother. be, uh, you know, eroding. Yeah. <laughs> as the years go by. Good to see you again, yeah. buddy. How's everything going? Everything's great. Yeah. Yeah. School's How? back in session. We got rid of the summer. I know. Uh, well, some, and, and the calendar said we got rid of the summer, right? But it's still ridiculous. At, at least in Charlotte, where we broadcast the show from. Yeah. And I think really across much of the country, it's very, very warm right now. I so know. I'm, I'm ready for the fall weather for sure. Man, I can't wait. Um, we want to get into it. Normally, Chris and I, you know, we talk for about 98% of the show, and then we give the guests just two seconds at the end. <laughs> but our fans have been telling us they're sick and tired of us talking. They want to get right to the guests. We've got an amazing guest for you today. Uh, Matt Gersper is on the program. He is an entrepreneur. He is a published author. He is a community leader. He is a success story. Uh, Matt, welcome to the program. Thanks for being with us today. Oh, I'm really excited about it. Thanks, Titus. Yeah. I want you to tell every listener. So the purpose of our program, Matt, is our listener is the small business owner, the entrepreneur, the maybe the sales professional uh, that's really trying to advance their career. They're trying to make smart decisions. So we bring smart people on the program. In your case, I have the pleasure of knowing your story. I know that uh, there's been times where you slipped, but you didn't stay down. And people need to hear that and, and have best practices. Can you kind of tell us, give us the Matt story. Give us the journey of, of the guy that we get to talk to today. Um, well... It wasn't really so much slipping. I, as I looked back at my life and I, I wrote a book, Turning Inspiration into Action, and yeah. I explored the, the human condition of getting excited and inspired one day and then not taking action on it the next. The enthusiasm didn't survive the day or the trip home from the <laughs> yeah. conference or yeah. you know, the idea didn't make it. And so I, I kind of looked back and, and studied in my life why that wasn't the case and why I did try to turn my inspirations into action and I pushed hard to do whatever I set my mind to. And one of the things I realized is I, I basically, I very rarely ever achieved my goal, and I, but I never quit. I got fired or I got cut or, you know, so. You didn't give up. And I didn't, re- yeah, and I really didn't realize that that was the case until I reflected back huh. on it. And so quickly my, my story is I, I was a five foot two, 100 pound kid um, curly-haired kid that wanted desperately to play professional football. Not just college football. I wanted to be a pro. Okay. And I, I trained like nobody else around me. I was 13 years old, even before college or before high school. I knew the high school head coach personally because we me and his son were friends. Okay. So I had a little bit of insight into it. Okay. So I trained, and I got ready for freshman football, five foot two, 100 pounds. And I went out there ready to tear it up. And the very first day, I got put on the, on the third string. Uh, and I was crushed. Yeah. And I was only put there not because of talent, just because of size. It didn't sure. make any sense. And from there, 
I, I worked and I eventually became the, the captain of the football team my high school senior year. Wow. I made it to college ball and uh, went to, to Division two and played for all four years. We went to the national championship. Wow. Got signed by three different professional teams over two years, cut from every single one of them. Oh. The, the, the most devastating cut was with the Raiders in 1984. They had just won the, the world championship. We were playing against the San Francisco 49ers for our first preseason game. I was still on the squad up until Thursday of that oh. Saturday game. And wow. I got cut. And then my friends, we lived right there. They said, hey, Matt, we have tickets to the game. You want to go with us? <laughs> Hell no. I don't want to go with you. And so eventually. These I, were not good friends. No, they were I, not good yeah, friends. Yeah. And you know who you are. Yeah, that's right. Uh, <laughs> so anyways, um, the, the last time I was, my, my first wife had been, we got pregnant with my first child. Uh, Kayleen was to be born in March. I got signed by the Orlando Renegades in the USFL. Okay. Camp started in January. I said, see ya. I'll see you in June. Um, you say this to your wife? Yes. Oh. That's how, okay. that's how committed I was to playing football. Wow. Uh, so I'll see you in June. I didn't even have the, the mental clarity to say I'll come home, you know, when the child's born. No, I was going to play football. I'll see you in June. Like wow. I was in the Army or something. Wow. <laughs> didn't wow. make any sense. And I got cut in, I got cut one day at that time. Oh, I went back goodness. there. I played. They put me at the wrong position. They cut me. And, and so I was flying home. And I said, dude, this, it's over. You know, finally you got to go do something. And that was the first time I think I ever felt what depression probably feels like mm. for just a couple of months. I really didn't know what, the, what I was going to do. And my baby was born. I said, all right, you got to be a dad. You got to be yeah. a provider. And I went into the world of, of business. And as an employee for, for many years, an opportunity came to, to um, become an entrepreneur. And actually, as an employee, I started my entrepreneurial um, I was, was going to start flipping houses and okay. uh, the company I was working for at the time we had a, a dispute about how the company should go. The direction of the company is kind of the big turning point. I fought hard for, for my vision. I lost and got fired again. I got, Cut. I got stopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You didn't give up. And so I took my flipping house, flipping houses business that already had the LLC structure. I said, okay, I'm going to compete against these guys. <laughs> and so I started down that path with my vision. Um, about three months, four months into it, before I could really get anything started, um, I had an opportunity to invest in uh, international trade business. Of course, I didn't have any money. <laughs> yeah. um, I was on my, my last final uh, um, well, months the, of my severance. And that's a kind of interesting field, uh, you know. I, it was, Titus, when I got, I got this strange email, I was just launching my, my new business yeah. I was really excited about, and a lady that I'd worked with said, my husband wants to buy this customs business, and we're looking for investors. Hmm. And I said, I didn't even know what customs was. I had never, ever thought of the term yeah. up to that time. I was in my mid-40s at the time. And I thought it was like financial brokerage or something. I just didn't know. Sure. And so I was so ridiculous. I said, okay, I'm doing a trip to California to develop my, my auditing business. I was going through Salt Lake City where they lived. I said, let's have dinner. And we talked, and it was a really strange dinner. Uh, I was telling him about my new business, and he was telling me about his customs business, and we were just talking right past each other. <laughs> but I was listening enough on the, went out to California, <laughs> 
I tried to, to drum up my business. On the way back, I had formulated this idea that we could leverage the things that we had done in the auditing world with this international trade business ah. that was a data management business. And so I had concocted this idea that we'd go ahead and buy the company and we would start up another company that was synergetic. Mm. And so that's what we did. Um, and in 45 days, we drafted the business plan. We raised $2.2 million that we needed wow. to buy the company and do the startup. 2.2 in, in 45 days. And open, yeah, I thought that wow. I knew how to raise money and I thought it was simple. Uh, subsequently, <laughs> I've come to learn out it's not simple. We just got lucky. Um, but so then we opened our doors and, and off we went. Wow. So it was and, and great. Very, very exciting. So how long ago was this? From today back? How many so years that back? That was 2004. We, that, that year I described, I got, cut, I got fired yep. in January. That's right. Uh, started a new company uh, that never really got off the ground. Bought another company by the end of the year. Uh, we, I think we opened the doors October 29th, something like okay. in October of 2004. Uh, a couple of months later, we actually bought the largest supplier, one of the suppliers of company number one, and integrated that. Wow. And, you know, just thought this, oh, this business stuff is not a problem. Man, yeah. I, why did I wait so long? <laughs> so easy, right? And yeah. then we went, it took us uh, seven years uh, before we got out of debt because part of our money raised was a, was a debt. And yeah. I, of course, thought, oh, we'll be out of debt in, in two, two years tops. We'll be just rolling in money. And it <laughs> took us about seven years. Uh, but the business all along the way was was gaining revenue every year okay and we were getting more efficient so the profit that even we, our profit was going to pay debt it just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger wow so okay. i could see that but you know when we finally paid this off yeah this was going to we be big gonna be flush with cash and in Got fact it. that's how it turned out it was it was so awesome how many years so seven years before you turn a profit then yeah. well i mean obviously you might be profitable year over year not counting the debt of the business, but yes. So operationally, you're profitable yes. far, far sooner than at seven years. But seven years, you're now completely profitable. Yes. How many years did you run that business? We ran another three. We ended up merging the two companies um, in like year eight. Okay. Um, we were getting closer and closer operationally. Um, one company gathered and and managed data about country requirements for international trade. Okay. And then the other company, the one that I started and founded, built the databases of a company's products as described from customs agencies in whatever countries they were buying or selling to. Which and was so invaluable then, data. That so, was, yes, yeah. and so we merged those two sets of data into the big ERP systems that big, large multinationals use to, yes. to run their, to automate their business transactions. That's right, okay. So we were deep in the bowels of these big, huge multinational corporations, wow. and which meant every time they expanded their business and added another country, we got more, more sales from them. Yep. And we had about highly, highly recurring sales, which is there's, there's three things for a perfect, four things for a perfect business model. If you're an entrepreneur listening, yeah. get your notepad. You got to do, got to do work you love. That's number one. Okay. Number two, can you do work that is that creates highly recurring revenue? So that means if I sell you today, you're going to buy the same thing for me tomorrow. The third thing, can I create products and services that have near zero marginal cost? Which means I build a database for the United States tariff once, and I can sell it to you for $5,000, and I can sell it to you for $5,000, and it didn't, didn't cost me anything. The I second time. You. Yeah. And, so, and then the, the fourth thing is no geographic boundaries. Yeah. And we stumbled 
luckily into that business model with the company that we bought. We recreated that business model with the company that we started up, that mm. I started up, yep. and then we merged the two together and it was, it was just awesome. So profitable nearly every year op operationally, fully profitable after seven years. Three years later, you stop the business, you sell the business, you quit the bit. What happens three years so later? So we had uh, the, the merger was created because the, the original guy that I met in Salt Lake City and I, we were running our business separately for, for many years and, and life was fine. Uh, I was the largest shareholder in both companies. And so as we started getting our business, so they were running themselves, you know, the, so business number two didn't need me. There you go. So I started doing a little bit of oversight of my total investment and putting pressure on company number one to do things in a different way. Well, he didn't like that very much. So <laughs> I, the, the big regret that I have, and I write about it in my book, had I been, had I put people ahead of profit and relationship building ahead of business building, we'd still have that company today. Wow. That's, that's totally on me. I couldn't see it at the time. I was just such a, a hard charger for, it was all business, business, business. Yeah. And so I kind of blew it up. Um, I didn't realize it at the time. Anyways, we ended up merging the two companies, which was really a good experience for me. I stepped out of operations and went into the chairmanship, so I got to be chairman of a board as well as the, the leader of a company before. So I got all these different experiences, which were really great. And we, the business was merged. Things were working pretty good. Our relationship still wasn't. Um, and then we got this pretty big offer uh, to buy the company. And we had been offered two or three times before, and it just didn't work out. So this is like our third time. And the political, uh, the political dynamics were not good. The money was more this time. It was a $42 million offer mm. for a $2.2 million mm. business. Yeah. Actually, we bought the company we bought for $1.5 million and then the startup. Um, and, but there was 11 owners. I was the largest shareholder. There was 10 other owners. In our last three years, if you, own, if you were an owner in the business, you were getting a guaranteed minimum monthly distribution from our profit forecast. Guaranteed. This is how much you're going to get, Chris. This is how much you're going to get, Titus. Every month, every quarter, we were reconciling and we were distributing all the extra profits. Mm. So if you were an investor, you were getting 16 paychecks a year. Wow. If you were an owner and an operator like I was and, and the other guy, we were getting uh, 12 more, 26 paychecks a year. Wow. It was crazy. And I went around, I said, look, 42 million, that's a lot of money. But I went around and said, look, Chris, here's your share. Here's the, dip, here's the profits you're going to get next year. Mm -hmm. And we'll still own the company. And there's no way you could take your, your profits from the 42 million and invest them and get anywhere near that rate of return. So I did my very best to prevent the sale. You were trying I, to keep the band together. I didn't have the votes, and, uh, <laughs> and I'm happy about that now. I mean, I wouldn't be here. Uh, I wouldn't have started Happy Living. I wouldn't be involved in, in the things I'm doing today. I probably wouldn't be living in Mooresville. And so, you know, I don't have any regrets for it, but I do have some life lessons. And the number yeah. one thing is relationships matter. <laughs> relationships really do matter. And they're just as important, if not more important than the bottom line profit of a company. Got to put people over profit. We're talking with Matt Gersper right here on Solutions from the Huddle, ESPN Charlotte. We're going to take a quick break. Thank all of our sponsors. Don't go anywhere. On the other side of our break, we're going to talk about what Matt's doing now after selling a company for, a, I don't know, a 200x return. Stay with us right here on Solutions from the Huddle.
Add value to your next corporate event. Hire talk show host, certified business coach, teacher, and speaker, Titus Bartolotta, whose speaking style is motivational, informative, and engaging. Hi, this is Titus Bartolotta. I'm the founder and president of the Lotta Foundation, Business Leaders Unleashed, and Collaborative Solutions Group. I'd love to add value to your next event and leave those that attend better for it. To learn more about how you can book Titus Bartolotta for your next speaking event, visit team-csg.com or call direct at 704-765-1524. All right, and we're back. Thank you so much to each and every one of our sponsors, man. We love you. Uh, we couldn't do the show without you, so thank you so much. Hey, listen, if you're looking to get more exposure in your business, if you're looking to grow your brand and your presence, uh, right here in the Queen City, Charlotte, North Carolina, or maybe even further uh, above and beyond this region, it's really easy to get your brand right here on ESPN. Chris, how do they do that? I work with uh, business owners all over Charlotte and beyond, actually, with uh, 730 The Game ESPN Charlotte. My email address is chris at ESPN730.com. I love getting creative and yeah. learning about your business and, so good and seeing if we have some sort of a connection with the audience that we talk to every day and, yeah. and marketing your business. So chris at ESPN730.com. I love it. Yeah, so definitely, guys, make sure that you're reaching out to Chris. Uh, get your brand, uh, you know, part of our show, part of just the whole station uh, as, a, as a total. Yeah, and Matt Gersper again joining us. And, you know, first guy that's ever walked in and handed two business cards, right? That's right. That's <laughs> right. Like, not, one's not, not good enough. I, I've got yeah. to have two businesses. He's probably got more. <laughs> right. um, but it's been a fascinating story up to this point. And, and before we go on to what he's doing today and talk yeah. about happy living and, and third rock essentials, I just wanted to ask you, I'm a, I'm, I grew up loving sports, so I'm fascinated with your football story a little bit too, right? So you go from a kid that's like 110 pounds and you get, you know, you're on third string immediately in high school and then you go collegiately and you say win a national championship collegiately no, there's, there's language is interesting yeah if you say you played in a national championship game yes that you lost you lost <laughs> otherwise i would have said it. we were national champions yeah, yeah that, that, so. that's awesome and then and then on to the nfl actually for a while and and uh, even even with the raiders up until two days before the regular season opener uh so i'm just i'm curious though what your lessons were from sports that maybe you still that still feed you today. Things that you learned as an athlete, maybe in the in the good times, maybe it was the bad times that, that still drive you today. Yeah, it's, it's a it's a great question. Um, <clears throat> I think the for me the answer is, and my parents always taught me that you can do anything you want as long as you're willing to work hard for it. Yeah, pretty simple. There are no limitations. You can do whatever you want if you're willing to put in the work and the effort. And in sports, I was rewarded by putting in the effort. Yeah. And I was able to transform myself from a little – I was not a scrawny kid. Because you're not 5'2 today. I was, no. <laughs> and I wasn't scrawny, but I was I – was, I mean, 5'2", 100 pounds is pretty small. Yeah. I was strong for 5'2", 200 pounds, but still. Sure. Um, but, so that's it. It's, it's the idea that you can achieve whatever you want. And, you know, people can say, all right, whatever you want. Um, could I have become a – uh, I don't know what's ridiculous, uh, maybe an uh, Olympic sprinter? Maybe not. I mean, there are things that you're better suited to. Sure. But I, I do believe that inside every person there is this, this magic of what it is they want to be, how they want to make an impression on the world, yeah. and then they, it, it doesn't come out. They, they settle. Yeah. They, they talk themselves out of it. In my, in my book, I call it gravity of life. 
holds them in place and it's more powerful than the inspiration of this little thing inside and it yeah. gets developed. And it's interesting, I, you know, you always think that you come up with new ideas and new concepts, but as I was getting ready for a talk that I gave in Portland a little while ago, I read this in, of all places, uh, the Declaration of Independence. And listen to this, Titus, it says, this is quite a few years ago, right, when the yeah. Declaration was written was written, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. Wow. So what they're saying is we settle for our lot in life instead of going for it. That's right. So what I learned in, in mm -hmm. sports is to go for it. That's right. Did it make any sense when I was five foot two? And was, I remember going into my first, uh, 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 meeting with all of the football teams, freshmen, uh, sophomore, and, and varsity, yeah, yeah. JV and varsity. And I asked a question of the coach, and my voice cracked in the <laughs> middle of it. I mean, really embarrassing. I was you know, taking showers, and I had no body hair. Uh, mm. Really embarrassing moments, you know, but I just didn't let it stop me. And I said, I'm going to do this thing. And my parents supported that. And, and kept giving me more, ro more room to develop and to grow. Wow. And I've taken that, that idea into, into business, into, into family, into any aspect of life that, you know, if I want to do something, I'm not going to be afraid not to do it. Mm. I've also learned that almost everything I've tried to do, I've ultimately failed at, right? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> so, but all those, those, that journey has taken me on this upward spiral to a place that I def, never could have imagined, to a life that I love living. I get to do whatever I want to do, yeah. and I do it all the time, and it's a lot of fun. Sounds like a happy life. Uh, these principles that you're talking about, uh, these are in your book, Turning Inspiration into Action. Is that, or what's the title? Give me the... Yes, I've, I've written two books uh, that, that I've talked about a little bit today. One is called The Belief Roadmap, the belief roadmap. The belief roadmap, and it's the idea that that as a human being, we had better get squared squared away on what our philosophies of life are, and what our roadmap is. Otherwise, we'll be following somebody else's roadmap. That's right. So yeah, it's about that makes building sense. your philosophies, and it, it I share with you some of mine. Okay. And then turn inspiration to action is more of an action book. So once you realize what you want, you know who you want to be and where you want to go. How do you do it? Get it done. And, and what's the, how do you actually transform your life using inspiration as the motivator instead of, you see a lot of lives get transformed by devastation. Yeah. Right? Something devastating happens, a kid gets stolen, and so you, know, you quit your job and you go after this thing and you come up with this brand new business and you've transformed your life completely because of that devastation. Mm. Or a kid gets sick. Or, and this, you know, go, this goes back to what you said about how the inspiration doesn't last the car ride home. Correct. But, but it's, it's funny that when we're sad, miserable, distraught, that lasts till the end of the world. It doesn't matter, and we'll walk through fire. For yeah, it. we will. That's or a great point. it either kills us, and a lot of people don't come out of devastation. Sure. Or we rise out like the phoenix. Like the phoenix. And that's when big transformation happens and new things get done because that person would not accept failure. Yeah. They were going to do it or die trying. The fuel in the car got them there. Yep. That fuel yep. w was different. Both of those books are available on Amazon.com. Is that right? Correct. Anywhere yeah. books are sold, people can get those? Yeah, and, and HappyLiving.com. Well, and I was going to transition yeah. to that. They can also get the books by going to HappyLiving.com. Yeah. Uh, we have about five minutes less than, left in this program, and if people aren't already inspired by two books that will basically solve uh, the, the, <laughs> the issues in your life and give you a purpose-driven kind of life, 
Uh, and hearing somebody buy a company for one point five, sell it for forty two million dollars. <laughs> um, if that's not enough for you people that are listening, Matt, tell us about what you're doing today with Happy Living. So uh, Happy Living is a um, think of it as a life improvement, health and wellness media company, a little tiny media company. Um, and we write about what we call the, the foundations of happy. And think of it as, as uh, four blocks, two blocks, and one block. And the, the base of happiness for me is building the personal capacity that you need in life to take care of yourself well and to have something more to give back to others. So for me, I call those my four fitnesses, and that's physical fitness, spiritual fitness, mental fitness, and financial fitness. But what I've realized is you don't need to have those fitnesses. What you need to do is, is build your capacity for the life that you want. For example, I like, I'm athletic, and so physical fitness is important to me. Eating right is important to me. B.B. King, the great uh, jazz guitarist, mm -hmm. was not a physical specimen. <laughs> but he certainly had the capacity he needed mm -hmm. to take care of himself and to give. Look at the giving that man gave to mm -hmm. the world. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's important to build capacity to suit your lifestyle that you need. So you don't run out. So you don't run out. And so you have something to give. Yeah. And when you're in that position, then you can find your purpose. If, if you haven't taken care of your business, you can't find your purpose. Um, and so the next two blocks we write about are love and adventure. And mm. love is doing work you love, being around people you love, in places you love. And adventure is getting out of your day-to-day -day grind where you can relax a little bit. And then you can inspiration comes to you and you have these these flashes of thought yeah those are inspiration those are that's the inside coming out and yeah. telling you this is what you want and so when you combine capacity and purpose then the sky's the limit mm. and we call that significance that the top block and that's doing living a life where you do work that you love with people you love in places you love and you're giving back to others and wow. that's just that's the magic of life so i started happy living to explore that and to find out how can I switch my life from being the selfish, hard-driving business guy that blew my company up because I was well, not, not being nice. <laughs> I'll keep it for family profit, people. Profit over people, yep. right? Now making that transition. And, and really, more than, more than people over profit now, my second half of life is dedicated to trying to become a person. And I'm not there yet. To trying to become a person that does things for others for the pure joy of giving mm. and for asking nothing in return. Wow. And that's a struggle. You know, I want to sell lots of books. And I say, wait a minute, Matt, you're not supposed to be selling books. You want to find readers because you would like to change lives. So it's, it's subtle, but it's important. If yeah. you do something that's kind, but you do it for a non-unkind reason or a selfish reason, it's not as good. Sure. It sullies the, and, whole, the whole thing. Yeah. So that's what I'm working on. That's what the business is based on. And um, that's what we're trying to do. Now, so we now, yeah, inside this business, though, um, you've created a, an ecosystem for people. Tell people, I mean, you know, there's actually a location, a physical spot. There's a, a house that you have where people can come in for things like retreat and wellness and meditation and, and, and finding that purpose in that center. Is that yeah, right? There is. So our, our, our content is we have a uh, blog post. We've got podcasts. We've got books. I've got talks that I, that I do. Yep. Um, all of that was great, but all that was just broadcasting out and I was not getting the engagement that engagement is really the critical thing in life. And so we, last year we bought a, a lake house 
We call it the Happy Living House. There it's you up go. in Cheryl's Ford. It's gorgeous. You've been there, Titus. It's absolutely <laughs> stunning. <laughs> it's amazing. And so we use it as a vacation rental when we're not using it for business. We use it as a, a business incubator to bring people together to explore business ideas. And in fact, that's how I became the CEO of this personal care products company called mm -hmm. Third Rock Essentials. Um, completely by accident and, and, and a story for another day. Uh, and we're also hosting vacation retreats there where we bring in an expert, like Titus could be a, a guest star. We've got Keith and Michelle Norris, who are the founders of Paleo wow. FX, the, yeah. the biggest paleo conference Absolutely, in the world. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, they're going to be in the house October 10th. Um, there's still a few tickets left, so if you're listening to this, yeah, how does these guys are amazing entrepreneurs. Um, just go to Happy Living on Facebook or or happyliving.com, and, and uh, we can get you information. And the dates? October 10th through 14th. Okay, awesome. Um, and so that's just an extension now where we can bring people together and explore these concepts of, of happy living with real engagement. And let me and tell you, let me tell you, friends, Matt's talking about adventure. Sometimes you got to get out of the grind, you said, right, Matt? And so I went to this facility. It's a home, obviously, but it's, but it's, it's not just a house. It is this... <laughs> wonderful mecca of creativity and inspiration and and to your point matt we have to sometimes find inspiration and it's inside of us but we still have to go on that journey yep. and and i gotta tell you when i walked into this i think what four story beautiful yep. right on the lake eclectic furniture just art on the wall just everything about it you just walk in and instantly feel relaxed at peace you feel your inspiration uh, we're actually going to bring multiple companies that i run to go, to do retreats there that's how darn good this thing is. So you guys have to go to happyliving.com and check this thing out. If you're local uh, to the Charlotte market, this is where you bring your business team. This is where you bring your leaders uh, and find the inspiration to spark the creativity and what you do next. There's no question. Before we put a, pe a pin in it, tell us just a minute or two of, of the, uh, the Third Rock company. What's the website and what's that, what are you doing there? So it's thirdrockessentials.com. Um, this, the founder of this company is uh, Dr. Gary Groon. He's a Duke professor. He's an IP specialist, a world-renowned IP specialist, and he's a uh, uh, PhD chemist, chemical engineer. And he developed a, a line of personal care products that uh, replace uh, common products that are in your house today, sunscreen, neosporin, first aid ointment, uh, Vaseline, deodorant, all of which have big business problems where big, big business put profit over people and planet. Yeah, you know right? something about that. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, and they put toxins in. They did all kinds of things that are bad for people and bad for the planet because it served their profit. Mm. And Gary's flipped the switch. I found my soulmate in this, this business. And so he makes products based on that idea. I love it. Awesome. I absolutely love it. Matt, thank you so much for being on this program. Again, happyliving.com. That's how people can find out more about you. Uh, we're getting Matt back on this program, there's no <laughs> doubt. Friends, thanks for tuning in. We hope you tune in each and every time right here to Solutions from the Huddle on ESPN Charlotte.